Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free one-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This week, the Ducks and Huskies do battle. Huskies can't stop the clock. This game's going to be over. And Oregon has come to Seattle. They're going to come out on top. Fourth down and three. Back to throw. Quick throw. Incomplete! Oregon's going to get the ball back. This is an Oregon versus Washington week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by Grillworks Supply Company. Off Hall Boulevard in Beaverton. Come tailgate at the largest grilling retailer center in the Pacific Northwest this Saturday. Or visit them online at grillworkspdx.com. Top with our pads. Oregon versus Washington week with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey app in uh, 99.5 HD2. Uh, some very disgusting revelations on the Vancouver Ford <laughs> text line today about uh, bathroom habits of people. Yeah, I will not take spaghetti in the bathroom. Everybody has to have their limits. We all have to draw the line somewhere, and spaghetti is probably where I draw the line. I'm always looking to see if Swag reacts when we read texts <laughs> like that. That one he had no reaction to on the spaghetti being taken into a lunch break. Yeah, as we said, uh, we had a guy who would eat his lunch and poop at work. <laughs> I never tried to get someone fired, but after a spaghetti plate was left oh. on the tank, I put my foot down. You're Not in there with good. a fork. <laughs> Scooping mm. up the noodles. Grief. Come on. Oh, come on. No, no, no. Act like Mr. Innocent over there. It feels uh, like you put it on the end counter. Be like, I can still poop. It's, it's just, not the same. I'm not taking food. I'm not taking a meal in there. What's the difference? It's both being consumed and put in your body. What is the difference? A good point from a listener, too. Uh, why do you think stadiums and casinos all have shelves over the urinals? That's to hold your beer. I've never noticed it. You got your beer. You put your beer oh, right yeah. there. That's Do, what is it's there for. Are there shelves above the Moda Center urinals? I don't know if they're modern enough, but newer ones all have that. Newer ones have them. Yeah, Casinos all have them. I remember going into the trough at Nebraska. They didn't have a shelf. <laughs> yeah. We all just had to take our ding-dongs out and go urinate. <laughs> there is nothing more uncomfortable. Who can melt the ice? Than urinating into a trough at a stadium. Dude, it was... I've never... You know, I thought about this now Now that we're talking about it. I hadn't thought about it because I, I lied to my uh, vasectomy doctor. It's like, hey, I've never really busted my wang out in front of another dude like this. And he goes, oh, you never showered in school? And I'm like, we didn't really have, we had shower doors and yeah, we didn't really do that. You never got a physical from a male doctor? No. Really? I always had female doctors. Good for you. 
Uh, and when I went to Nebraska, I drank so much that I had to urinate during a third quarter break. <laughs> and I walk in there and it's like, welcome to the trough life. Here we go. Whip it out. And it was, See what you're working with over there. Me and a guy from Lincoln. <laughs> Mac has a noodle arm. They keep going for two. We're going to win the game. Oh, I don't like doing this. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> so thank you for the honesty, the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, Josh Pate's going to join us at 730. Uh, we'll talk with him, what he thinks about the Oregon-Washington game, Oregon State-UCLA, USC-Notre Dame. Uh, Miami-North Carolina kind of sit in the back burner of this, of what happens to Miami fan if they lose to North Carolina. Totally. So we'll talk with him at 7.30. I want to start the second hour with hot and angry Dan Lanning. See if he's hot and angry today with Isaac and Souk. I imagine he's going to be in a good mood, but time will tell. Well, a clip went viral yesterday. He was yep. asked about Dorless. Brandon Dorless, the defensive tackle, reportedly did not practice. Not reportedly. He did not practice okay. on Tuesday. He did not practice on Tuesday. Dan Lanning in Oregon is not anything unlike any other program. They don't like injury stuff being released. They're not fans of it. They don't like it being talked about. They're not going to tell you all the details of who practiced and when they practiced. The report gets out that Dorless did not practice. And so I wanted to give context because all that went viral yesterday was Dan Lanning reacting in a fiery way to Brandon Dorless. So what I did was I went back because it was the second question asked. This was how it all unfolded and sounded. Dan Lanning's intro to his post-practice press conference and then the question immediately <laughs> after he scolded the media mm -hmm. to give a little more context. So here it is. All right, a good day today, good compete from uh, our guys. A little bit of wet ball work, which was good for us to get. Um, can open it up. Do you expect uh, Justin to play this weekend? Uh, we'll see. Anything to worry about with Dorless being out yesterday? Or? You guys are like fake news, man. I don't want to talk about injuries. I don't want to talk about people not being here, but he, he should be fine. So we got to stop letting you guys come to practice, I guess. Yeah, mom and at the beginning of practice. Just what are the benefits of doing that and, and to start practice off? We, we like competition. We like creating competition early in practice, seeing guys go against each other, um, battling it out, and uh, that's one way for us to do it. So he's absolutely fired up. I think he's a little on edge. I think he understands the magnitude of this game, but I also think knowing him and what he doesn't like to talk about, asking a question about a player's health, on a Wednesday, yep. not going to solicit the best answer possible. The first two questions out of the gate are, are Justin Jacobs going to play, which he's not going to talk about injuries? I pre I mean, you, you ask the question, that's fine, but that's the response you're going to get always from Dan Lanning, whether you're playing Stanford or whether you're playing in the national championship game. And then the very next question is about Brandon Dorless. For those who did not see, Brandon Dorless missed the media portion of practice on Tuesday. The media is not allowed to watch the entire practice. They're let in for a certain portion of it. They can report on the things that they see or that they don't see, who's working with the ones, who's working with the twos, that kind of stuff. And it was reported in that portion of practice, Brandon Dorless could not be seen on the field. And so that then spread like wildfire. Danny Dusty did a segment on it, and rightfully so, because you're like, hey, Brandon Dorless is out. What do you need against Washington in order to win? You need a pretty good pass rush. He's been one of your best ones, if not your best one, this year. And so not having him might be a big deal. Everybody who seems to be plugged in with the program, though, said, yeah, this doesn't – like, he's not been hurt. He didn't get hurt in the Stanford game. He practiced all week last week. He was at practice on Monday. 
Like, this is kind of a random thing of him not being there, but it spread like wildfire that he was hurt. And then guess what? The media was allowed in for their portion on Wednesday. Guess who was at practice? Perfectly healthy and perfectly fine. Yeah. Brandon Dorless. These are college kids. Sometimes things come up. I don't know if it was a personal reason. I don't know if it was uh, a class reason. Like, their kicker, Camden Lewis, misses practice every Tuesday because he has a, a graduate course conflict, and so he just can't be there. There's a million different reasons of why it could have happened. Some people thought it was because it was a uniform reveal, which obviously they're not going to take a guy out of practice to shoot a photo shoot for a uniform that week. Sure. So I, I, I 100% understand where he's coming from when you're allowed into a certain portion of practice and then it spreads that Brandon Doros is hurt. He's like, Brandon Doros is not hurt. He's here. You just didn't see him at practice yesterday. The fake news thing, though. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I get it. College football coaches. But here's here's the funny thing. So I saw this. Uh, a lot of people tweeting this yesterday, and the the shorter version of it. I'm glad you pulled the entire thing. He, he did, by the way, for quick context. Yeah, he he went through another eight to ten minutes with the media, and he answered all the questions. He didn't really he get sh- fiery no. uh, with the other questions that were asked. He's pretty short, but I think that's what you're. I mean, he's coming off of the practice field. He's sweating. He's like, all right, what do you got? Like, I want to go watch the film. I want to break it down. I, if you go and listen to the coach's show from last night, this was the the flustered angle that I, I chuckled at. Even our buddy Furness, who's a Coug, tweeted this out. He, oh, he's flustered. You mm-hmm. does probably going to win. <laughs> like, go watch the coach's show. He was the most relaxed and laid back that I think I have ever seen him on that show, leaning back, feet up, a- answering every question in a really good mood. I just think you catch these guys sometimes when they're fired up coming off the practice field, and they got a million other things that they want to do instead of answer questions about injuries, which they're not going to answer anyways. It's. I mean, you got to remember, too, like – it's it, as you mentioned the practice part. It's such a testosterone-driven situation. Yep. Like the energy in practices and the amount of C four everybody in that practice has <laughs> taken to just be out of their gourd. A lot of C four. Like everybody. I'm not surprised to see him. Like even in the beginning, you see him on camera before the whole thing starts. He he looks even like a little jittery. Like he's gonna. <laughs> muggy or something he has kind of an energy to him it's like what are you what are you gonna ask because i'm gonna punch you in the face if it's the bad question <laughs> let's and go one of the questions he just didn't like i think it was more about the question itself than it was dan lanning being irate and hating the media yeah i think it's also frustrating when the reporting is something that isn't true and the reporting for a while was that brandon Dorless was hurt and he's clearly not hurt he's clearly healthy and so i think there's there's a frustration there are there bigger concerns that you have this week of course there are but when you keep getting asked about injuries especially one that's not a real injury i I understand why there is frustration uh can i side note they released yesterday you mentioned something there with the Dorless jersey thing yes i don't we don't do this very often on the show. We really don't. And I tend to not care all that much. But they released the uniform Oregon's going to wear this weekend. You don't wait around every Wednesday until 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock to see what the uniform reveal is going to be? I'll, man, I'm telling you the truth here. I don't know the uniform Oregon State's going to wear about 78% of the time. I don't know until I turn the game on. I, you guys I, are going blackout this week. I've seen the blackout thing. So, yeah, yeah obviously, I men- I'd imagine it's a full black jersey. But, like, I don't. It's just not something that I'm all that concerned about. It doesn't it makes me move a little bit when you throw the Benny on the helmet, which I think they're doing. Oh, they're doing those this weekend? Uh it's either this weekend or another game coming up. Anyways, Oregon released theirs. Yes, they did. They're doing the Oreo uniform. <laughs> yeah. They're doing the green chrome number and then like the all chrome yeah. helmet. Silver wings. And I I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend to know how Duck Fan feels. It feels like on Twitter, Duck Fan never hates the uniform that they're releasing, even if they do. Sounds about right. I watched a clip that Akili Smith tweeted out yesterday, 
And he was doing a throwback game when they went on the road at UW, and he hit uh, uh, Johnson. Patrick Johnson. Johnson on the yeah, the end zone on the sideline. It was a sweet call. Rick Riz was on the call of that one. Rick Riz, huh? On old FSN. And I saw it, and I, I, I was just sitting there, and I'm like, I have no real skin in the game. I'm, I'm not a Duck fan. Why not go with the green pants and the white <laughs> uni and the yellow helmet? Like, I, I just, sometimes I don't get what Oregon doesn't lean into the kick-ass things that they have. Sure, here's what I would say. Uh, my opinion on this is irrelevant because the only people it matters to are the guys in the locker room and the recruits that see it on TV that evidently think these uniforms are pretty cool. Why do you have to add that caveat? I am Why adding that caveat. Crap on it a little bit. If I you hate these like uniforms. Thank you. I hate them. I, I do chuckle, though, because somebody texted in earlier saying they're wearing the McFlurry uniforms. That means they're screwed. <laughs> UW by 30. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated wearing these uniforms. I, I was going to ask if we knew the record. I think they've the worn uniform. them three time, two or three times, and they've won every time they've worn them. The first time was a couple years ago at UCLA. I want to say they wore them for a game last year, but I I don't know. I can't remember it all week in and week out. I hate these uniforms. I hate them. Mm. I I can't stand when my team plays in big games, which this unquestionably is this weekend, and they don't wear basically a hint of school colors. It yeah. drives me nuts. They did this at Texas Tech. I think they're actually in their two biggest games this year, 0 for 2 in uniform selection. I'm not a fan for the Colorado game, which was one of the highest rated games of the year, primarily because of Colorado. They wore the black helmet, green jersey, black pants. I just don't like that combo. Mm. And now this one, which is going to be a big game, Fowler and Herb Street, right? Game day, all that. You're you're wearing silver, and I just I was with specks of paint on it. I'm not a fan. My opinion doesn't matter because they don't care what I think. But that is my opinion on the matter. I have a buddy that's a little older than us, but he's a he's a duck alum too. And I text him. I said, "Do you like this?" And he goes, "My son loves it." I know that's what. Yeah. And he goes, "I don't like it." One of our people in sexed in. They're not trying to impress Akili Smith. They're tr- they're going for Akili Smith Jr. No, I know. Akili Smith Jr. thinks these uniforms are cool. I'm not. Hey, I'm not <laughs> arguing. Look, I told my friend this too because he immediately gets sensitive if I yeah. ask anything Oregon related because he thinks I'm just trying to crap on Oregon. I'm not even arguing against it. It's branding, right? It's they're fighting for clicks. <laughs> No, we're not. No, we're not. You're also fighting for wins. We're playing on the grass. That's all we do. Substance, not flash. That's right. But he's like, my kid loves this uniform. And I went, oh, man. I just, the green and yellow is already nice. The UO is great. You, You got the rights to Donald Duck. They're going to wear that. That was the other tough part because last week they unveiled the throwbacks, which they are going to wear at some point this year. My guess is for the USC game, but we'll see on that one. Oh, I hope so. Or the Civil War could be the last, you know, obviously in the Civil War. That'd be great. Either one would be great. Give me the Benny versus the old Donald Duck in the Civil War, last one. That's how we should go out. I'm in. That was the the double negative for me, though, is because you got teased with those uniforms last week during the bye week, and you're like, oh, you're selling these, you're pushing these, so they're back. That's awesome. And then a week later, and your biggest game to this date of the season. And you're wearing those. Just ones. a picture clash of green, yellow versus purple gold it's, is awesome. It's beautiful, man. And we're going with the Oreo McFlurry jersey with a little green, a little sprinkled in green, and a chrome dome. <laughs> Just win. That's all that matters. I don't care. <laughs> Just win. I don't care. You I feel can like dress you... up like Cal again. Just don't lose seventy-two to ten or whatever that final. There's was. no chance you would be okay with them dressing in that uniform again against this team. Uh, if they win, you can wear whatever the hell you want. But going in, you'd be irate. <laughs> I would be irate yeah. going in. Uh, some numbers that are backing one of the teams in this game in a pretty substantial way, and I don't know how to feel about it. That's next on The Fan.
Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Josh Pate's going to join us. Late kick with Josh Pate, 24-7 CBS Sports. Bottom of the hour, we'll dive into the Pac-12 slate. Oregon State, UCLA. And we got Ken Barkley at 8 a.m., so we'll get his gambling advice on some of those games and the NFL. You guys start listening to Chris Stapleton yet? No? Nothing on the... No? I've already told you I listened to Chris Stapleton. National Anthem. No, I the Tennessee Whiskey song. I heard that for the first time after the National Anthem, and I'm like... You had not heard Tennessee Whiskey until the National Anthem? Does that surprise you? A little bit, yeah. That was a pretty really? big song. I, How would I have known about it? I don't know. Do you not watch any of the like, singing contest shows? Not a, not a one. No, I hate them. Okay. I think they're awful. Mm. You know what I want to see? I want to see me versus swag on TV. Ooh, singing competition? Who can really bust out a good note at the right time? You know, that's what I want. I Oh, you're really good at singing. You're going to finish fourth <laughs> and still get a record deal. Ooh. What would be your go-to song? I don't... Uh, Probably... Hmm. You got to do something that really shows off the range and your performative. See, range. I feel like I'd go the other way. I want something with the least amount of range because I don't have any range. Um, Give me something that's right there in the sweet spot. I'm not going too high, and I'm not going too low. Probably, mm, <laughs> I'd probably go with an Usher song or a genuine, <laughs> genuine yes! song. Yes! Yes! <laughs> now I need to see that show. White Usher on your TV screen who can't <laughs> sing and looks nothing like Usher. You got it, you got it bad. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Beaver fans have chimed in to say that they have lost in the eggshell uniform, so I appreciate Beaver fans knowing more about Oregon uniforms than I do. They wore them in the Pac-12 title game against Utah in the Mario's leaving for Miami game. Oh, Mario was gone with the uh, with the green. They wore green pants, so it wasn't the full paint like at least yeah, at least like the green pant. It was the uh, they just wore the top paint splatter. Uh, Parker Fleming is a a graph and analytics analyst of of football, college football, and he does a great job. It's cfb-graphs.com. Summer sports. It is a legitimate outlet. Uh, it's just all the numbers of football, okay? And I know some of you guys are rolling your oh, analytics, here we go. You don't have to like all the analytics, but he does these graphs on all the college football games every week. And I, I've been seeing this for weeks now, and I thought this was an interesting week to bring it back. 
his model, his graph, and he breaks it all down: success rate, defensive success rate, pass, uh, you know, rush, everything. He, he goes to all the percentages. His graph model says Oregon's win probability in this game, Swigard, sixty-eight point two nine percent. Washington's win probability percentage, thirty-one point seven one percent. Projected points in this matchup, thirty-nine to thirty-two. What do you guys think about that win probability percentage being 68.2% in Oregon's favor? Should be noted, too. You can go, it's actually a really good follow on Twitter, and he he does one for all of the games in college football. He's just a stats guy. He is not a fan. No. He's not an alum of this any number of these. versus this number. Yes. How does the matchup yes. work and all that? He also loves Oregon State this weekend. It should be noted. He's super high on the Beavs against UCLA. I, think I didn't need analytics to know that. <laughs> they're somewhere, I think, around 60, 63, like low 60s, I think, percent chance to win. I think when you look through the numbers of why people like Oregon in this matchup, and Josh Pate is going to back this up because I watched his show on Tuesday and he predicted this game. He's picking Oregon. A way to ruin a tease. <laughs> I was I, literally going to go, who's Josh Pate picking in the matchup? <laughs> Next on the fan. Look, nobody's giving us a chance, okay? Nobody's giving us a chance. <laughs> yeah. I think it, there's a couple of things. One, it's what I, I have brought up a couple times this week, and that is I do believe Oregon has the better defense in the matchup. I, I just I think the numbers back that up. Neither team has really played a ton of tough competition, but Oregon is essentially better across the board in every metric defensively. The other part of it is, I think there's a fear with a Washington-style offense. Maybe it's this weekend, maybe it's not this weekend, somewhere else. That they're they're far better than what Washington State is. Do not get me wrong. But what we saw this weekend against UCLA for Washington State was what? If you can win up front, Mm -hmm. if you could throw the timing of the passing game off, and you could just change things a little bit for them, and not allow a clean pocket, not allow chunking the ball all over the field, is there a is there a secondary pitch that you can lean on? And I think that's why there's a lot of these metrics that lean Oregon's way that say you're more balanced offensively and you're slightly better defensively, that if you could just find a way to put a hiccup into Washington's passing attack, do they have a rushing game that they can lean on to keep you balanced defensively that you have to respect? And if the answer is no, that's why some of these metrics point Oregon's way. So let's let's pretend and project it's Monday. I come in Monday, okay? Mm-hmm. So now I'm Monday, Brandon, coming Monday, back to Brandon. Thursday dirt. Okay. Okay? Does that make sense? That does make sense. You're back from the future. I'm back from the future. And I tell you, Bo Nix is going to throw for 280 yards, two tutties, no picks. Oregon is rushing for 300-plus yards. Yeah. What are you telling me you think happens on Saturday? I would say you watched the 2022 Oregon-Washington game. And I was that, trying to think of what last year was. <laughs> and I think that I keep going back to that game, and I, I, I just I find it interesting, man, because I think this game is so tight in, mm-hmm. in the margins and, and arguing about defense success rate or opponents or strength of schedule. Like Oregon's strength of schedule is pretty awful, actually. Mm-hmm. It's worse than Michigan's. You've chided Harbaugh all year. <laughs> And statistically, Oregon's strength of schedule is worse than Michigan. I'm not Michigan's. buying that at all, by the way. I, I, I'm just telling you the metrics, okay? Yeah, I, you don't you have can, to believe it. You can shove those metrics where the sun doesn't shine. I don't like to shove anything <laughs> up that direction. It's an exit only for me. Now, that being said, those numbers happened last year. Mm-hmm. And, and I know it's not as simple as just looking at numbers and saying, well, they lost. I know. Nick's got hurt, fourth down stuff. That happens. But I'm just like, is Oregon going to duplicate those numbers again? Because I think if I told you they do it again... I do think a lot of people would say Oregon's probably going to win that football game. And yes, the secondary got complimented. I heard this on uh, Danny Dusty. Uh, Chris Fetters was saying the secondary coach at UW flat out said 
Oregon's secondary is the best in the nation and the greatest he's ever seen. Stop. Stop it. Stop pumping smoke. I don't want any smoke pump this weekend. And I I absolutely <laughs> think that is what he's saying in the receiver's room. Yep. Odunze, McMillan. Hey, man, they're the best. They're 6'3". They're 6'2". They're rangy. They're athletic. They're going to lock you guys up. I think they're feeding a bunch of crap to these guys. Not that they're not good, but the greatest he's ever seen. The best in the nation. I mean, they're elite, baby. I, Hold you dub to 20 points, and I will come in Monday and say, that's the best in the nation. <laughs> but I think the point is, yeah. they had those impressive numbers last year. They did. And it still didn't mean that you're winning a game. And that's what's well, interesting is, you mentioned yesterday, this is a battle to you of the UW defense versus the Oregon offense. And Oregon's offense was pretty damn good last year. They would. I think the, the only counter I would say to that, look, this again, this is a toss-up game. You tell me Washington's going to win. I'm, I'm just, you're asking why there are stats and metrics that point to Oregon winning the game. I think those are the reasons why. I'm just saying Oregon's offense was a lead in this game sure. last year. No doubt. And last year's game was a toss-up game that I would maintain and still argue if Bo Nix stays healthy, you win that game. So let's not forget that caveat that you had a long drive that would have put you up by 10 late in the game and you didn't execute because he got hurt. Uh, I, I think the, the counter to that would be, is Oregon's defense better than they were last year? So if, you're, if your offensive numbers are the same and you put up 30-something, what do they score, 35 in the game? 34. Last year? 34. 37, 34. You score 34 again, you have those offensive numbers. Has your defense improved enough to hold them to 30? I think that's that's the argument of you're not going to shut Washington down, but I do think you're drastically improved from last year, and so can you have a better performance? Interesting number to throw before we go to Josh Pate. UW rushed for 114 yards last year. They did have mm-hmm. a 5.2-yard average. They get that or even a little better. I, I think that is absolutely something they're going to want to try to have in this matchup, given what we've talked about with the Oregon defense. Josh Pate, late kick with Josh Pate, CBS 24-7. We dive into the Pac-12 slate with him next for the Daily Ticker. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. 
In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Thursday. Excited for this one. What a weekend of college football we have, both here in the state of Oregon and around the country. Uh, Josh Pate joining us now, our good friend, Late Kick Live, the Late Kick Podcast, at Late Kick Josh on Twitter. Go give him a follow there. Uh, Josh, good morning to you, man. We always enjoy the time. I know you've gotten a lot of recommendations. You're going to Seattle this weekend. What's, like, the number one thing that people have thrown out to you that you have to do at Husky Stadium? Because it's your first time going up there. Yeah, it is. And good morning, by the way, sirs. It's a shame that I can't get up there for multiple days. We have a full work day. Well, you know, I got a show tonight mm-hmm. in Nashville and then a full work day tomorrow. And so I don't fly out until tomorrow afternoon. So there's not a lot of time up there. And here's the conundrum. The conundrum is 1230 kickoff, and I've got a 545 flight out of SeaTac. <laughs> and I know that there's a train that runs from that stadium to the airport. Uh, however, I am not sure I'm going to make it. And so the majority of feedback I have sought from Washington locals is, how do I make that flight? <laughs> That's cutting it close, man. That's Good a luck t- to you. That is a tight window right That's there. That's a really tight window. Yeah, I'm not confident. I'm much more confident in picking the outcome of the game than I am getting myself home. I'll say that. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, it's too bad you don't have a boat either because the uh, the boat tailgating, I heard, is uh, immaculate up there in Mont Lake. What is – Josh, we, we, we talked, we've talked about this game all week, every day. Uh, my co-host thinks the matchup for him – is the UW defense against the Oregon offense. What's the matchup for you? I know you picked a side, but what's the matchup specifically for you in this game? Um, not to be guilty of overthinking the room, but I'll tell you, when we get to these evenly matched up games, or at least games we think are going to be close, one thing I was taught a long time ago to go look at is how many starters do each team use on special teams? Uh, Oregon's chock full of them. Washington is hit or miss. And I'm very interested to see if there are special teams edges that Oregon ends up finding in this game. I think they probably have the edge of kicker as well. And so that's one thing to tuck away. Hmm. The next thing to tuck away is sometimes I talk about how it's good to win your losses. And there are games in college football sometimes, like that Texas Tech game, where seven out of ten times the postgame win expectancy numbers would indicate Oregon loses that game. But they won it. They didn't lose it. They won it. And number one, that buys you wiggle room down the road. But number two, you end up surviving, but you also learn the lessons of what it means to go on the road. And I think a lot of that team will benefit from that because, I mean, the, no- the noise factor, the pre-snap factor is really huge in this game. You don't need Bo Nix to, you know, be Superman. You need him to be efficient. Uh, you eventually need him to make big plays, but it doesn't have to happen every single snap. But some of the biggest plays he can make are just making sure – pre-snap you're what you need to be and where you need to be and aligned the way you need to be if they do those things you notice I didn't even talk about a receiver I didn't even talk about a single defender I actually think those are the bigger keys to the game Hmm. yeah it's interesting the the special team stuff is something that nobody ever talks about we don't it's like one of those like boring aspects of football that's forgotten and then you look up at the end of the game and there's a game-winning field goal or a fake onside kick last year something like that having a big impact now josh you at the start of the season you took ucla to make the pac-12 title game 
I think this week is the make-or-break week for that because their schedule after Oregon State is incredibly manageable. They don't play Washington. They don't play Oregon. But they're going on the road to Corvallis, and their freshman quarterback struggled the last time he was on the road. What are your thoughts on that one? And it's a game that we're all excited for between UCLA and Oregon State. Yep, that is that was my sentiment in the preseason. Looking at the favorability on the back end of their schedule, I thought if they could get through this front end with one loss, they'd have a shot. And they've got that one loss, and I think they've got a shot. Um, what's interesting is they went and got shut out at Utah, and I think our, our UCLA 24-7 site has a phenomenal breakdown this morning of how they went into the bye week at UCLA and just dumped a lot of the stuff they do, and they shifted to what Dante Moore can do, and they evolved uh, offensive scheme midseason a little bit. And that's not ideal, but it's the smart thing to do because they have a defense they can lean on. There are some advanced metrics that have UCLA as the number one defense in the country right now. And so they've bought themselves some time with that. I, I, I agree with you. If they win that game, and it's going to be tough, it'll be a knife fight up there, but if they win that game, all of a sudden there's UCLA. And I may have been quiet on them after I made that preseason prediction, <laughs> but if they start rolling here in the second half, you have never seen someone beat the hype drum like I will because there is nothing I love more than shedding all the blame and accepting all the credit. Yeah, but to your point, like when you pick a team and they don't come through, it's not your fault. It's the team's fault. They're the ones that lost the game, not you. And I don't think that that can be overstated enough. And if the listeners were kind of tuned out, please just give me an ear for a second because what was just said is accurate. And I say this humbly. You guys know me. I say this humbly. I have never made a wrong pick in my life, ever. (laughs) I have either made the right pick or a coach, a kid, or an official has screwed it up for me. And you're not wrong on there either. What side are you on for Oregon State-UCLA? Do you like the Beavs at home against a freshman quarterback, or are you kind of you kind of watching UCLA thinking that what they did, what you noted in the changes, uh, is going to be successful for them? Here's where it really gets hypocritical. I lean Oregon State. Yeah. So there's a way to be wrong either way on this. There's a way to be right either way on this. I just know that Look, whether you've made moves or not, no one makes fundamental moves during the season because it was the plan. They make moves because the plan is not working. And so you throw some new things against the wall. I just watched Auburn do this a couple of weeks ago. They were terrible against A&M, and they threw some new things against the wall. I sat in Hugh Freeze's office Friday and had him spell it out for me. Here's what we're going to do. Keep your mouth shut on this. (laughs) And then Saturday, they're leading Georgia in the fourth quarter. So those sorts of things do happen, but it is never by – the spring design. So mm. I'm leaning Oregon State. I'm not overly confident on it. There will be no JP Bucks bet on this. Okay. No ramen noodle express on Oregon State UCLA. I you know one one thing that frustrates I think fans all over the country is when they have coaches or programs that can be stubborn and unwilling to change. Like I think this is going on at Clemson right now. Like the the not wanting to use the transfer portal just doesn't make sense and have fun with that Dabo. Eventually he has to evolve or maybe he leaves the sport. I think there's a coach like that that's playing a big game this weekend that I, I hate and I root against his team. But if I were a fan of that team, I'd be very frustrated. It's Lincoln Riley and his approach to defense. Like I just I don't get how many times you need to go through a big game of watching your defense not deliver and then look in the mirror and say, hey, maybe we should do something about that side of the ball. I think you pointed this out about Ryan Day. He's done a very good job. They're, they're kind of a defensive juggernaut now, and their front's dominant. It's like, when was the last time you said that about Ohio State? What do you just make of USC, where they go the rest of the season? Because they have eked out some wins here the last couple of weeks, and they obviously got a big one in South Bend on Saturday night. Yeah, the noise isn't loud yet. The noise will be loud if they lose to Notre Dame. I think they will lose to Notre Dame, and if that happens, 
that's probably not the only game they're going to lose the rest of the way. And so, look, here's, here's the danger. It's happened with Dabo. The danger is you get backed into an ideological corner, and at that point, logic goes out the window, and you're emotional about it. And so with Dabo, we've seen what that's turned into. With Lincoln Riley, I don't know that that's what's happening with him and Alex Grinch, but what, what Lincoln Riley hears and sees is he hears people criticizing Alex Grinch, and he knows Alex Grinch knows more about defense than any five of those critics put together, which is technically true, but it doesn't negate the obvious reality that you're not good enough. Okay, whether a fan in row 38 can properly diagnose the reasons why, the why remains, or the what remains the what. You're not good enough. But for the sake of pride sometimes, even professionals at the highest level can back themselves into these ideological corners and they let emotion convince them not to make moves. Well, if they lose a couple of games down the stretch, I, I don't think emotion will matter because I don't think he'll have the option to keep Alex Grinch there. So this is an important stretch for them. Uh, Caleb Williams has been unbelievable. I, I said at the beginning of the year I, I would never touch the Heisman Trophy odds with him because we just we haven't seen a repeat winner since Archie Griffin. And he has gotten to this point, Josh, where I'm like, I think he's gotten better, <laughs> and I didn't know that that was possible. And I also struggle – I don't know how to gauge him all time in my college football pantheon of quarterback greats, but he's certainly in a conversation of some sorts. How would your Heisman, if you voted for the Heisman today, who would you vote for? Would it be Caleb repeating, or is there somebody else catching your eye? No, I'd actually have Gabriel at Oklahoma. Mm. I mean, granted, I just was able to watch him in person Saturday. I thought that was his stage, and he rose to a level he hasn't played at all year, and he's played at a good level all year, but you know, I made the mistake of thinking, okay, they've used him to run the ball because Oklahoma's not great at running back. And so they've used Gabriel to run the ball so far this year. Well, I mean, I watched Texas stone Alabama. So I'm thinking to myself, well, those quarterback runs will get shut down against Texas. No, actually he ran for 113 and a touchdown and, and threw for 280 and played his best game of the year. And, I mean, that's what rivalry games, that's what college football is all about. So the one thing I'll say is not every guy has had his big stage yet which is why I'm excited to go to Seattle this weekend. Uh, Bo Nix has got his big stage this weekend. You could say the same about Penix, but I think Penix has gotten more run nationally than Nix has. And I think Bo Nix has his Dylan Gabriel opportunity this weekend. So the Heisman thing, I, I could go for an hour on what I don't like about the criteria or the way mm -hmm. it's voted on, but given the way it's voted on, um, people believe that a Heisman moment is an actual stat that matters somehow. Well, Bo Nix could have his Heisman moment this weekend. Mm. Uh, last two I got for you, Josh. Uh, is there anything you don't like more about your job? I don't know if that made sense. My English is broken. But anything you don't like more than having to defend over and over and over again the JP poll? Because we even have people that jump into <laughs> our mentions that are like, hey, you got this guy on the show. Why is Washington State behind UCLA? And it's like, well, it's a power rating. It's not a ranking. It's a little bit different. And, and then we didn't hear from anybody after UCLA beat Washington State last weekend. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> and then uh, secondary to that, where can people find you? on Instagram because I know you have really good content when you're at these games and you're going to be obviously at the Washington Oregon game this weekend okay firstly you're the Instagram and I know it benefits me to hype this but I'm telling you even if it were a buddy's account if you if you like behind the scenes stuff in college football my Instagram account is gold on Saturday it's at late kick Josh and what I do is I'm on the sideline for any game I go to and I basically know when I used to be a fan, I wanted to know, like, what's it like behind the scenes? What are teams doing when they're out of the view of the public? Well, I try and give you that as much as I can in that Instagram story 
and it deletes after 24 hours, so no evidence if I show anything I'm not supposed to. <laughs> so at Lake Kick Josh is where you find that. With the JP poll, it's so simple, but I know people never – some people will never understand it. I don't – I think there are plenty of rankings already out there. The AP's out there. The coaches' polls out there. ESPN's got whatever that three-letter thing, thing they do is. <laughs> and so I am very interested just in futuristic odds-making style power ratings. They are not meant to be a ranking – they are not meant to represent what I think the playoff committee should do. It's just who would be favored today on a neutral field if they played. Well, oftentimes you get a situation where teams have played and the team that lost the game is still ahead of the team that won the game. And from a merit-based perspective, that doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to. I'm not advocating for that to be a merit-based system. But if, if anyone thinks Oklahoma would be favored against Texas today – because they just beat them by four in a plus-two turnover game in a game where they were a six-point dog to begin with, you're crazy. It's, it's not even opinion. It's fact that Texas would be favored again today. Well, that did not stop three-quarters of the population of Oklahoma <laughs> from coming for me this week. And so if I go missing, that's what happened. The Sooners got you, man. It, always, it happens to the best of us. Josh Pate, we love talking college football with him. He's going to be in Seattle this weekend for the Oregon-Washington game. You can go check out. He's got a sweet shirt. I can't buy it because it says Husky Stadium, so I'm going to need a Eugene trip at some point for me this week so I can get that T-shirt and uh, start wearing it. At Lake Kick Josh, uh, go give him a follow, Lake Kick Live. Looking forward to the show tonight, man. Have fun in Seattle, and we always appreciate the time. All right, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Josh Pay. Good stuff from him on the weekend that is in college football and a lot of big games. And I want to talk a little bit about that because tomorrow we're going to obviously focus on Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, UCLA, big games. To, uh, and we're going to focus on them tomorrow. Let's look at the slate a little bit. What else is going on in the world of college football? That's next on The Fam. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. 
I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, coming up top of the hour. Oh, you muted me. You muted me, Swigard. I need it. I need my access. Why do you mute the board when we have guests? Probably commercial breaks. He doesn't want us to fire something off. Ken Barkley coming up top of the hour. Let's take a look at the college football slate this weekend. We're obviously excited for, I think, my three power ranking games that I'm most excited for. Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, UCLA, USC, Notre Dame. I think they're all Pac-12 games. Uh, I have one that's in there. Well, let me throw it at you. So there okay. is, weirdly, this weekend, no Pac-12. After, there's no night games. Thank God. There's a Boise State game they're playing somebody, like Colorado State or somebody. Don't care. Sorry. That's like an 8 no o'clock offense. kick. No offense. No, no, none taken. No, no none, none, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, the other interesting games this weekend, you have, I'm going to throw a few at you, get your thoughts. A&M is 4-2 and two off of another loss. They're going on the road to Tennessee this weekend. Chance to fall to four and three for Jimbo Fisher. That is a twelve thirty kick on CBS. I have no idea how to feel about Tennessee this year. I just I don't either. Not as good. Not as exciting. Quarterbacks uh, dipped production wise. I've only seen parts of one of their games. It was yeah. a Florida game. The only one I've seen a little bit of. I haven't seen much Tennessee this year. They're not as exciting to watch. Yeah. Uh, not as good a year off of the eleven win season for old Hypo, but. Another opportunity for a big win uh, this weekend. Your morning games or your 9 a.m. games, uh, Ohio State-Purdue's on the Peacock. Nope. And uh, Indiana-Michigan. That's only a 33-and-a-half-point spread if you want to gamble on that one. How does Michigan not win 50-7? to seven? I, I said the greatest this about team of all time. And, yeah, well, exactly. according to P.J. Fleck, nobody's yeah. ever been better. Uh, Auburn-LSU, it's a 4 o'clock game on ESPN. LSU is a favorite by 11 at home. The other one that probably stands out is Miami at North Carolina, 4.30 on ABC. That's the one for me. And, I, you know, this show specifically, I don't know about other shows, but... We have been following the Mario thing very closely. Weren't big fans of him. He was the worst coach to ever talk to. I also think he lives a very unhealthy lifestyle, and he's too obsessed with winning. And so I just don't I don't know what that's going to be for him long term. But that being said, I'm fascinated by this because they gave that dude $80 million. A lot of money. I don't know how we're to a point where coaches are getting $80 million and conversations are openly being talked about of, hey, maybe you hire a clock guy. Hey, maybe you just accept the fact that he'll recruit really well, but you're going to have to take your lumps in actual game coaching. That's egregious for $80 million. They shouldn't have lost that game last weekend. Everybody and their mom knew what to do, except him. There's a report that Maribel, by the way, was seen on the sidelines screaming, kneel it. Kneel it. Uh-oh. That's Crystal Ball's, like, best bud. Yeah, they they were like high school teammates. And he basically ignored him and... Just ran the football. I love that he blamed his OC, by the way, on Tuesday after taking accountability on Saturday. <laughs> he he took, makes the calls, you know. He took the blame and then shed the blame on the OC. He basically did. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to win this game. They could, but if they were to lose to North Carolina, like where that shine's going to wear off at? Yeah, and you look at the rest of their schedule, too. I mean, it's tough. You got uh, Clemson coming up next, Florida State, Louisville all still on the schedule. Well, you know, the argument is like, give patience, let him build, and maybe he will because he keeps recruiting really well. Lincoln Riley at USC, four-win team year prior. Colorado was a one-win team and should have been 0-12. Look what they're doing with Dion. These excuses that people make to okay the $80 million for coaches, mm-hmm. like the portal exists for a reason. 
we see winning happen a lot quicker in college football, and the excuses just keep getting rolled out down in Miami for this dude. Oh, it's more of a year three, a year four expectation of competing. That was inexcusable to lose, and now you're on the road at North Carolina. You better win. Curious to see what the response is from his team and what the locker room reaction is because that's as tough a loss as you'll ever see a team go through. we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. I did want to talk about Bryce Harper. We teased that earlier. He had a, uh, had himself a moment yesterday, and we'll talk about him and his standing in the landscape of baseball. A couple of NFL thoughts, some big storylines going into the weekend. Thursday night football is tonight, Kansas City and Denver. Pfft. Let's start the final hour, though, with Ken Barkley, our good friend. Who's, who's he picking? What's the play for Ken Barkley? Load a final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spring on 1080 The Fam. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.